0: There's somebody in this very room that God knows personally and you are having a terrible pain in the back of your head and and you're here today and he knows that you're here. We're going to pray over you before we leave here this morning. There's also a group of people that God allowed me to dream about last night and you are the ones, you're very smart, you're very intelligent, you have a scientific mind, you think in absolutes, And you're here this morning, and you're struggling to believe in all of this faith stuff. Like, you've heard story after story of miracles happening. I mean, we heard of several this week that really and truly, I am in awe of God, but I am not surprised by anything that he wants to do. But there are some of you, and you're scientific in your mindset, and you have to see things proven out God's getting ready to show you something today if you are willing. There's also um, a couple of people in this room this morning and you have heard news this week that is devastating news that you do not know the answer to. We're going to pray for you before we leave here this morning as well. Um, This is a very intimate time and if you're new to Hope City, we are just very honest and very real in this place. We're not here for a show. We're not here so that you can go out and post all over social media how awesome the worship team was. We're not here to have pats on the back to say, man, that was one good sermon. We're doing away with sermons here because in the day and age and the shape that we're in, you don't need another sermon. What we are longing to do here is to set the table so that you can come eat from God's presence. That's it. And if you leave this place knowing that you have been in the presence of someone that you may not even know yet, but you've been in the presence of someone more powerful than you, then we feel like we have been obedient to what God wants us to do. And so the table is set here this morning for every single one of you. And so this is a very intimate time. So I'm just going to ask every one of us in here to close our eyes. We do that in church a lot, but I'm not kidding. I don't want any looking around. Because here's what's getting ready to happen. We're going to call some things as they are. There are some of you in this room today, every head bowed, every eye closed, and you are sick and tired of faking it. You're sick of faking it. I just want you to raise your hand because in God's presence, it's okay to be honest. I just want you to raise your hand. You're faking it and you're tired of it. Listen, I'm the only one looking. No other pastor in this room is looking except me and you and God. You're you're tired of faking it. Would you just raise your hand? There's some of us in here today and we're starving to death. We want more than we've ever had before. You know that your life is not what it is supposed to be. You want more. If that's you in this room today, could you just raise your hand? You know there's more. You can look up now. That wasn't a time of prayer. We're going to be in the New Testament today. And so if you would, just go ahead and turn in your Bibles. I'm going to be in Matthew um, chapter uh, 12. And I'm also going to be in Luke chapter 18. So if you want to just put a little mark there so you can hold your place there. Listen, there's going to be an opportunity today for you to leave this place with more than you've ever imagined. But you understand something. Those who are in business, those who are in uh, leadership, you have to understand a very valuable principle. And this doesn't just, um, it doesn't just resonate in the church world, but it, it, it's across the board in business if, if you're high up the ladder and you are the one who tells this person to do that and you give this person the power to make these decisions, you in business will understand this concept that the less you do, the more gets done. It took me a long time to figure that out and I'm still struggling with it. Like that's one of the things that Jesus is working on me with. The less that I do, Because I grew up in a society and a culture and a home where we're a lot of hard workers. DNA works really well for me in that area of my life. I like to work hard. I love to sweat. I love to get dirty. I will outwork many people. I like to do and I like to get in there and do the things that everyone else is doing. But I've learned that the less that I do, the more gets done. And so I want to use that principle today with what you just admitted. Many of you in this room just admitted that you want more in your life. You know that there is more in store for you than you're experiencing right now. Because if this is it and this is all that I'm experiencing, if this is it, then God, this is not exactly what you shared with me. God, this isn't what your word tells me. And so using the principle of doing less to produce more is this. There are some things in your life that may even look like very good and productive things, but there are some things in your life that are holding you back from more. And I don't know what those things are. I've prayed and I trust that my God is right this second starting to reveal those things to you. And so I'm going to quickly go through this and just sit back and watch what God does, if that's okay this morning. And I'm going to start with a story out of of Luke. So go ahead and turn with me to Luke 18, and it's a very familiar story. And it's a story that's been used in church. It's a story about Jesus. It's been told over and over and over. I've told this story over and over and over. But I've never told the second part of this story. And I have to apologize for my 11 years in ministry for telling just half of the story. I believe in the church, we've been telling you just half of the story and today, because of the authority that Jesus has given me, I'm gonna tell you the rest of the story. And I'm gonna allow you to make your decision and your choice, you can do with it what you want. And so here we go, in Luke chapter 18, a story of Jesus, and I'm gonna start reading in verse 18. I think this is gonna show up on the screen, I'm not really sure, but it says, and a ruler asked him, this is the rich young ruler story, Most of us in this room have probably heard it. And a ruler asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? It's a phenomenal question. And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. Verse 20. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and mother. And he said, this is what the rich young ruler said, all of these things I have kept from my youth. Verse 22, and when Jesus heard this, he said to him, one thing you still lack. I've told this story hundreds of times. Over my 11 years of ministry, I have told this story hundreds of times, probably in Bible studies, in Sunday school classes, and in sermons. And I've used that phrase over and over. Jesus said to this young man that he knew intimately. He said, there's still one thing that you lack. And I just know the Holy Spirit is saying the same thing to you. Because as we long for more of what God has in store for us, we know that where we currently are, there's more that God has in store for us. There is a next level that God is wanting to take us to. This is not it. You know, deep down in your core, there's more in store for you than what you're currently experiencing. But Jesus, today through his presence, through the Holy Spirit, is saying to you, but there's one thing, there's just one thing you still lack. And you know what's beautiful? Is if I asked every one of you right now what that one thing possibly is in your life that is holding you back for more, you know what it is. Isn't that awesome? Can we just celebrate that? That's awesome, right? That's good stuff. Now, listen, I know that it may be a, ca- a crack pipe in your glove box at your, in your car. Listen, it's a good thing that he's exposing that to you right now that there are some pills that you have hidden in your house and you're the only one who knows where they are, it is a good thing that he is revealing those things to you right now. And listen, why does it always have to be those real dirty things that you say, Scott? Well, how about this? How about it's the jealousy that is just overtaking your life right now? Like you are the most jealous individual that has ever walked the face of this earth and you cover it up really well. You know why you cover it up? so no one else around you know how your true heart feels. And so it doesn't have to be all the dirty stuff that I name. It could be that you're just a very jealous individual. Some of you have just impure eyes, and these are what God has just laid on my heart this very morning as we were in our prayer room praying. Some of you have very impure eyes. You see things that you should not be seen. And guess what? You're the only one other than God who knows it. You know why? Because you keep all the rules. Oh, you honor your father and mother. You don't kill people. You don't commit adultery. You see, what he said here is, I've been keeping all the rules. You don't steal. You don't bear false witness. You do all of those things just like this guy. But you have eyes that see things that you should not be seeing. And guys, that's just the tip of the iceberg in what God is revealing to some of you in this very room. But my God loves you so much. Even though you are a raging, jealous person, even though your eyes have seen things that God never intended them to see, even though you have those hidden things in your house that only you know about, God loves you so much. Do you know how I know that he loves you so much? And this is a, it's just some prosperity, uber, grace message. He loves you so much that he is actually telling you and revealing those things to you right this second. Just because you're hiding things and seeing things and acting a way that you're really not, he is not going to just disqualify you from his love for you. He's revealing those things to you right now. And I haven't seen anyone turn into a pillar of salt or go up and smoke yet. <laughs> now he's saying, hey, Scott, you're a jerk sometimes. Scott, sometimes you're very arrogant. He's telling you the answer right now, right now. The one thing you still lack. And I love it when people give me the answers. Don't you? I do. I love it. I had a second grade teacher in Wahlberg Elementary School. Her name was Miss Freeman. She was about this tall. Anybody have Miss Freeman as a second grade teacher? Amen. Come on. It's good stuff. Born and raised. Wahlberg bred, baby. Miss Freeman was this tall in second grade and she taught me. And I, I just had the favor of the Lord all through my education. There was a three and a half year span where I walked out of the favor of the Holy Spirit, which I didn't know, but now know. Three and a half years at UNC Charlotte, I stepped out of the favor of God and almost flunked out like crazy. So I had to quickly get back to High Point University to get back into the favor of God so I could graduate. All right. But it started early because Miss Freeman, this tall, she had me seated in one of the desks there close to the front of the room all year. And every time we would take a test, she would just stroll up and down the the aisles of, of the chairs and the desk. And she would always come to my desk and she'll tell you this story if you ever see her. And if I had the wrong answer on one of the questions, she would stay there. She wouldn't say anything. But she would stay there until I changed it to the right answer. And sometimes she had to stay there for a long time. But she would just stand there. And then when I got it right, she would just move on. Literally. The whole time I would take the test. I said, I love it. When somebody gives me the answer and what Holy Spirit is doing. And when I say Holy Spirit, I'm talking about God Almighty, right? What... God is doing through his presence in this very room today is he's given you the answer. Because that's what he's always done. Jesus, with this rich young ruler, he did not just leave him there hanging. Hey, dude, there's still one thing you lack. I hope you go and figure it out. No, that's not what Jesus did. He said, there's one thing you lack. And every one of you in that intimate time at the starting of this talk this morning, when you raised your hand, you want more. He is going to reveal to you what it is in your life that needs to be exposed to the light. It needs to be left in this This place today, he's given you the answer. All you have to do is respond to it. And God loves you so much that he's not going to drag it out of any one of you. He is not going to pull you and say, this is what I want from you. This is the one thing and forcefully take it. No, he loves you so much that he's going to let you make the choice. That's true love. It doesn't go well in my house when I force my wife to love me. It goes really well in my life and in my house and in other places when I just allow her to love me. Today, you just need to allow him to love you. He's revealing it to you. You see, here's what he said to this rich young ruler. He says, one thing you still lack, and then in the last part of verse 22, he says, sell all that you have and distribute it to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven and come follow me. Basically what that come follow me is saying, come receive more than you've ever imagined in your life. And he allows this rich young ruler to make the decision. And he says here... That it says in uh, verse 23, but when he heard these things, he became very sad for he was extremely rich. Basically, he was just very, very prideful. You see, pride will allow you to become comfortable. And when you are comfortable, you are satisfied with way less than what God has in store for you. You hear that? Hey, wake up. Wake up, Christians. Wake up, Christians. We have, been, we have become satisfied and content with what we have been giving. And what this is is simply a taste and see of how just good I am. When we allow pride to enter in, we become content. And we become satisfied with less than what God has in store for us. So what's that one thing? He's revealing it to you right now. And so here's where we have, and I have been very guilty. At this point of a message like this, here's what I would say. Let's flood the altar. And let's give up that one thing. But here's the beautiful thing about our God, the Father who loves us, is there's not only gonna be one thing today, but there's gonna be another thing tomorrow, which is okay, I'm okay with that. Because our Father does it in such a good and loving way that I am ready to give up more of myself so I can have more of Him. And so don't be angry when today comes and goes, but tomorrow God, the Holy Spirit, reveals something different to you. It's a good thing to give it up. Because our Father... When we ask him for bread, he is not going to give us a stone. So when we give up something from ourselves, he is not going to withhold from us. He is actually going to give us more than what we could have ever asked for. And so here's what I do. Usually in a message like this, I say, let's flood the altar and let us give up the one thing. And church services end on a very high emotional note. We feel good about ourselves. We high five everybody. I go stand in the back. You pat me on the back and say, man, that was one of the best messages I've ever heard. Thank you very much. My wife wrote that. That's usually what I say, but today through the power and the presence of God, through the Holy Spirit, he's revealed something, a mistake that I've been making and I have been setting you up for failure. And so yes, there is one thing that God has shown you this morning and yes, we are going to relinquish it so that he can fill us with more than we could ever ask, but here's why. I've never told you why. Matthew chapter 12. Guys, we have to understand the why. Because what I'm tired of is seeing a different environment and atmosphere in this place. This is holy ground. Like this is God's presence is very real. He's so real. He's revealed some things to you. He's revealed some things to me. But I'm tired of seeing such a shift in the atmosphere of when you leave this place than when you go back to your house. Some of you would be honest enough to admit to me, maybe on a one on one session, that my house environment is not saturated with the presence of God like this place is right now. Like I feel a peace and I feel I feel very accepted and I feel loved and I feel like I feel worthy in this place. I don't feel weird that you're calling things out that are in my life. I don't feel weird like that. But when you go out of this environment and this atmosphere to your house and your wife reveals something to you that probably needs to be done away with in your life, you pounce on her and it turns into the next thing. It's because there's a different atmosphere and environment. You see that? And I'm tired of it being that way. And so what I'm getting ready to read you out of this passage in the book of Matthew chapter 12 is, is the fix. It is the solution that the atmosphere would be seamless across the board from your very workplace to this environment here today. Because what I've asked you to do is only half of the equation. Allow the Holy Spirit to bring to light what it is that you need to give up. What is the one thing this morning and there are many of you that are ready to give it up, all for the sake of more. But here's why. And here's what has to happen next. And it comes here from Matthew chapter 12, and I'm reading in verse 43. We've got to understand, Jesus is talking to a group of people, and he's talking about the Jews. But I believe God's word transcends time and even races and cultures. And he's speaking to us this morning. Through Matthew chapter 12 and verse 43, he says, when the unclean spirit has gone out of a person. Listen, there are some unclean spirits that are coming out of you today. We've opened ourselves up and we've allowed the world and spirits of this world to just attach themselves to us. And we've not even been aware of it. And so that's why when we're here in this atmosphere, the Holy Spirit dominates your life. But when you leave this atmosphere and you go to your very car, maybe even in the parking lot of this place, all hell breaks loose because that's what's coming after you. No longer is that going to be true. You see... When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places, seeking rest, but finds none. Verse 44, then it, the unclean spirit. It says, I will return to my house from which I came. You hear that? That's what happens to a lot of us, even Christians. I'm not talking about being demon-possessed, but I'm talking about having spirits that are not of God all over us, all around us, and our atmosphere is not Holy Spirit-saturated, but our atmosphere, our workplace, our homes are saturated with things of this world and never created, intended for that to be by God. So this unclean spirit says that I will just return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, look at this. It finds the house empty, swept, and put in order. It finds the house empty, swept, and put in order. Listen, I I could go on for just days on that one comment right there that Jesus is telling. Can I just tell you in a nutshell what he just said? Oh, you can go through all your religious things. You can can do all of your memorization. You can go and and look so good on the outside. He finds the house empty, swept, and put in order. Those are all things that man can do. Everything that Jesus just said, man can do. And so everything looks good on the outside, it looks nice and neat. But it's what you've been doing. And that's why I asked very early on in this little talk was, are you tired of faking it? Because your house is empty and it's in order and it's swept. That's not really what's going on on the inside. Oh, my. So here's what happens. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more evil than itself. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands right here. I'm not even going to because I know I can feel. I feel it. Hey guys, this is what's going on in our culture. This thing right here, from nine to ten, has just become routine. It's an attempt to sweep the house. And when you leave out of here, there was actually no encounter with the Holy Spirit. And so no wonder the atmosphere is broken when we leave this place. I'm here today to tell you the good news is this. Whatever God has told you to give up, that one thing that he brought to the forefront of your mind, you can give it up today. But if you do not allow the Holy Spirit of God to fill that now void, this world and the evil that is around it is going to fill it more than what you just gave up here today. Do, I, do you hear that, church? This is serious stuff. I mean, I want to go ahead and tell you some of this is life and death. it said it went and got seven other spirits more evil than itself and they entered and dwelled there and the last state of the person is worse than the first no more am I going to allow you to get into this environment to get into God's presence to maybe even say God I want to lay this down at the cross we talk like that in church And that's a good thing. You lay it down. But if I don't take you to the next step, I have set you up for a worse environment than you came here with. So here's what we're going to do across this place this morning it's two things. You know what God has placed in your mind today. Just as he said to the rich young ruler, there's just one thing you lack. And he told you the answer. Today we're going to, we're just going to just give it up. You see, here's the thing. You're not going to air your doll to dirty laundry. I'm not going to know. I'm not going I'm not going to know that you have an infatuation for goats. Okay. I'm just not calling anything, whatever it is. You're not airing your dirty laundry to me. I am not your go-between to God. Scripture says that's Jesus Christ. You're going to go to him today, and you're going to relinquish.